Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is brought to you by Gun Street Wiring, a micro-instrument electronics company obsessed with overall quality. That's right, they're a new approach to the guitar wiring market. Because, of course, when it comes to music, there is endless variety. But when it comes to your instruments, wiring your manufacturer generally gives you one type. However, Gun Street Wiring put forth a shiny alternative by creating a massive range of different wiring harnesses suitable for every single musical style. They have a a beautiful website where you can navigate around selecting your instrument shape, then choosing between 50s modern and hybrid wiring harnesses. And within that, every single different type of harness you can possibly imagine. It's an affordable mod, and if you go with Gun Street Wiring, it's a mod you simply won't regret. Check them out, gunstreetwiringshop.com. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds. Have you got your arm in the air? Uh, I, I often put my arm in the air when I'm when I'm doing this. You just, it's just you and me. Yeah, well, yeah but I, I, I'm allowed to... I, I can be flamboyant. Yeah, I, okay. I'm just gesticulating a little bit. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds podcast. The world's Don't number... let me put you off having your arm in the air, oh, mate. This is, me to... this is, yeah, this is... You're, you're putting me off. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds podcast. The world's number one guitar podcast i am your host joe brenton joined this week unfortunately by <laughs> by a solo jay cross hello hello jay i like cross. that we're what is this 13 seconds in no where are we 44 seconds in and i've already broken your spirit yes yes that's nice yes you have and actually most people's ears due to your your fluctuation in in volume listen that's I, i'm just here to do the talking you're the one who's in control of the uh the levels yes that is true i am monitoring um yeah so uh so this week we are we are matt remember uh mm, we are matt Knight less Matt Knight's uh, not here. Uh, he's he some mystery thing. I don't know. I can't remember. He said he said he could jump in halfway through, but we were like, well, you you that's <laughs> you can't really know. Um, so so yeah. So Matt Matt Knight's not here, and and when that happens, when Matt Knight uh, can't make a podcast, normally, um, certainly of recently, we we would ask Mark Packham. Unfortunately, um, Mark Packham was was quite happy to do it, and then uh, and then managed to. 
Um, in, was, instead of podcasting, he realised so he desperate th- to get out of it that he threw himself off the top of a plastic wall at uh, at climbing and has broken his ankle. Yeah, I got a uh, last Friday. So where are we? Today is the today's Monday. Um, See, so yeah, on Friday I was driving home from work and he called me, and uh, and he was like, "Oh, you're right. Yeah, what's 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 going on?" And I was like, "This is a very weird thing for you to ask me, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm fine. I'm just." driving home he was like oh cool how, how was your day it's like uh yeah it was fine and he went oh great cool got any plans for tonight don't think so no just just going home he's like cool cool any chance you can come pick me up i think i've broken my ankle um <laughs> so i uh so yeah i went and picked him up and um and tried to persuade him to go to the hospital and he uh by the time he I had picked him up. He was like, no, no, I feel fine. Um, it's a little bit sore, but I think I'm okay. So I tried to convince him to go. He didn't want to go, which is fine. He's not a child. Um, he can make his own decisions. Um, and uh, so I dropped him off at home. And uh, and then Saturday morning, he changed his mind and went to the hospital. And he has a broken ankle. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, do we need to do? But uh, I would say that if, if you have that sort of suspicion, then maybe it's time to, yeah. uh, you know, just be a grown-up and admit that you fell off a wall. Yeah, so that, that made us uh, Mark Packhamless, but that's okay because we have two more uh, two more backups in the form of uh, Dan Grace and Mary Spender. They're our go-tos. Um, and uh, Dan Grace um, uh, couldn't make it. Um, uh, I can't remember why. I don't think he gave us a reason. He, yeah, he didn't tell just, me either. He just, he's drunk. I just I, th- I think he just didn't want to do it and, <laughs> at uh, the end of the day. Yeah, and, and uh, Mary Spender would have, but she's doing something with Guitar Centre. And because they're moderately... Who's that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But apparently they're moderately larger than Guitar Nerds. Really? I mean, it, to be honest, it sounds like they've ripped, us, ripped off our name just yeah. a little bit. The I guitar mean... part of it anyway. Guitar Centre. Is that like some political movement? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. it sounds right. sounds like we'll have to Google it, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, so that that rendered us uh, down to down to me and Jay Cross. So we thought, well, that's fine because Jay Cross and I. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and we thought that. Well, don't speak about Actually, yourself in the third person, mate. Hang on. Uh, but that rendered it down to me and Jay. No, you were wrong. I was, I was uh, wrong. Uh, Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Um, and then we thought, well, it's fine. We'll just do sort of the podcast as normal. And then this week might be the first week potentially in Guitar Nerd's history when nothing has been released. Yeah, we were we were really scrabbling around looking for um, looking for any releases, any news. Um, and the only things we could find were um, outlets who. Uh, were announcing products after us. Um, so, you know, there was the the article on the new MXR carbon copy. Yeah, yeah, we covered that last week. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, what else did I see? There was a couple of other articles that yeah, we... Yeah, a, conf- a couple of companies have brought out uh, iOS app versions of their... Oh, very exciting, <laughs> very exciting. Um, there was loads of new um, plugins released this week, oh, yeah, which we, we, you know, we really Always about. exciting. Yeah, so uh, yeah, really slow news week. Very weird. But that's that's actually good because, to be honest, you know, we often speak uh, so much about the news uh, that it's nice to instead of speak about new releases, uh, we get to speak about things that we actually have opinions on. So we have um, we put a few uh, feelers out to the uh, to the Guitar Nerds Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. 
and uh, and we we ask for people's input on on a few topics. Um, but first of all, um, we're we're going to take a load of questions from the group as well as well as answering some some other uh, some other. Uh, questions that we some other things that we asked people but uh first of all jay cross you ran a 10k uh this week i did yeah i mean it's not quite as exciting as uh matty running a a marathon as he's wont to do maybe that's what he's doing tonight possibly i, I it wouldn't surprise me in all honesty um but no i uh, i ran a 10k i ran my first uh what's the word my first uh competition I'm I'm looking and thinking. I'm not looking at anything in particular. Right. Um I yeah, I ran my first competitive 10k. It wasn't really competitive because what's what's a competitive 10k? Well, Is it's it like It's just like there's a there's there's a, a few hundred people. Right. Is it like road rash? Uh yes, yes, it's like Donkey Kong uh in uh Mario Kart. Yeah, so right. I took a load of bananas. Um, and threw them at people. Great, great. Always a good one. But uh, only, only a good weapon if you're in the lead. Yeah, yeah. Although the way that this worked, um, it sort of double backed on itself. So there was a couple of points where the leaders were running towards me. So I could have thrown in front of them. Or clotheslined. Yeah, <laughs> or clotheslined, or clotheslined. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I set out and to what I wanted to do was do a 10k in less than an hour uh, and i thought that was a fairly reasonable time but i finished um something like 300 out of 450 odd people mm. um so it wasn't it, you know it was fine i i did i broke my personal best i was very excited about that yeah. uh finished in uh 58 minutes or something so impressive got, i got into it I'm, i there's a, there's one in brighton next month i'm gonna do that i'm aiming for 55 minutes Nice. So, yeah, I can see how Matty... Well, congratulations. Thanks. Um, I can see how Matty really does get into it, but marathons, that seems like a lot of effort. Yeah. I, I just, I don't want to be running for four hours. They just, I've got more, I've got more going on in my, <laughs> that seems like a mean thing to say. I've just, I, I would just find that boring, I yeah. think. So, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, the only thing I want to be running is the four cable method. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, to the off-license when they're closing in five minutes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do that frequently. Um, so speaking of you uh, running around, um, you are moving house soon. Yeah, that's and right. And you've been packing up all your gear. So, yeah, this was it. I, I, so I sent uh, the, the rest of the guitar nerds uh, a message this weekend because I was packing up my, my flat, and that meant... Uh, that meant uh, bagging up or casing all of my guitars off of the various guitar stands. And I, I haven't started working on the, the effects or the amplifiers here. But whenever uh, I am questioned on what my... Um, questioned. Questioned on, on what my guitar setup is, I'm always like, well, I, I have 15 guitars. I'm, that's why I normally say I'm like, I've got 15 guitars. That is excessive. 15, whenever I'm asked. 15, that, that many. Um, we did a count up and... Uh, I I have twenty three. Twenty three and me. <laughs> yeah, which which means that I had eight guitars that I didn't realise I owned. <laughs> <laughs> and this... were they guitars that you knew that you owned and had someone said write down all the guitars that yeah. you've got, you would have remembered that you had them yeah. or is yeah, okay. they couple... weren't just like mystery guitars that you were using as uh, you put a lampshade on and stuff like that. No, that that is the good thing. I was aware of all of them. I was just miscounting, um, and and there were a couple that I forgot about. I forgot that I owned that Saint Vincent, for example. <laughs> 
until I okay, good. Until I found they it tell, in a they case. Can tell that, uh, they can tell that nearly won Gear of the Year. Yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah, good. Okay, but but that's good. I was glad that that was a nice little rediscovery. <laughs> I was like, oh, brilliant! I'm probably going to play this again. Uh, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, it was there were quite a few, and of course that doesn't include the basses that I tour with because they stay in my band's lockup. What? So I have two bases that stay there which are two jazz bases right um but so you've got 25 yeah does emma total. have anything or is oh, that yes. included so in that, that was including right, emma's because okay. emma owns a squire vintage modified jaguar in surf oh, yeah. green yeah yeah and she also has you've seen this a custom shop it not fender custom shop a custom built uh thin line telecaster oh, with, yeah. with a cello headstock yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is that's the that's the one that uh, people always comment about on whenever those videos with your guitars in the background. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's a very weird headstock. So, listener, by cello headstock, I mean lit- sort of literally that. So the uh, the tuners are all going backwards, like a slot headstock guitar would be. But rather than it being a slot headstock, they're all sort of next to each other on a very thin, long headstock. It's very weird and very confusing to tune. Um, but uh, yeah, not necessarily something I, I would recommend. But yeah, I was I was counting them. There, there are three Stratocasters. Which so is... okay, let me let me think about this. So you've got you've got a classic player. No, just I, a classic I have series. A classic, yeah, classic fifties. Yeah, you've also got a American original. Yeah. Sixties uh, yeah. and an American original fifties. No, I have a road worn fifties. Road worn fifties. Yeah. Okay, so it's three strats. Baja Telecaster. Yeah, um, I am counting the. What's the um? Just out of interest, uh, I, I was thinking about Baja. I was thinking about getting a Baja Telecaster recently, but um, I I I've got no idea what the switching does. I, I know it's got an interesting switching system. You as a, as an owner of a uh-huh. of a Baja Telecaster, yep. just wondering if you could explain the switching system for well, me. Uh, yes, the uh, the switching system on a Baja Telecaster works in a way that I put it on the bridge and don't touch <laughs> it. <laughs> Because, <laughs> because that's what tellies should sound like. <laughs> okay, fair, fair point. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's very good. I've, I've enjoyed that Baja Telecaster, and then yeah, I- weird that, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly. And then um, I, I've quite enjoyed the 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 Gretsch. Do you, do you remember that flower finished Gretsch? That's technically yeah, not yeah. mine. That belongs to Gitana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Actually, we right that. now it belongs to me because yeah. I haven't paid myself back for oh, it. Oh, right. I so, see. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's there. That's, that's part of the, that. the one of the long list of things that I need to pay myself back <laughs> you, for. You do. You should do that, yeah. But the, the, yeah, the, that, that, that was rather good, that Gretsch. And then, um, and then has what it got Has that got volume knobs on it at the moment? No. I've got some. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I, I need a I've volume and a tone. Yeah, I've got them i i can't remember where they are but i've got them somewhere right. okay. they might be in my cool. bag um i've got them somewhere yeah well that, that would be cool and then i think there's there's a few sort of random like cheap things that i bought so there's like a an uh, an epiphone gold top 56 les paul yeah wraparound bridge no 54 no. had the wraparound bridge yeah the 56 yeah. isn't it? it's just you know p90s gold um, yeah. And then there's things like there's a base six in there, a Squire vintage yep. modified base six. Um, there's also a on the Squire front. There's also a Squire classic player jazz bass. Yeah. Um, I just remember two guitars that I also have that I've lent to a friend. So there are. <laughs> 
<laughs> but speaking Sarah's of 27 squ- speaking of squire because i've lent him a squire affinity p base which is my first base so that doesn't really count and um and another squire standard jazz base which, okay again doesn't really count because they're squires uh on the i'm not sure dan grace would agree with you yeah. there but okay <laughs> on the epiphone front on the on the epiphone front there's a uh an epiphone eb3 base the long scale version of the sg base yeah there is an epiphone jack cassidy Yes. Which is the large hollow body. Jack Cassidy actually played the, it was known as the Les Paul bass when it was originally released by Gibson. And it was a uh, 335, almost an offset 335 style bass. And it was yeah. short scale and in gold top. And Jack Cassidy had his signature model made in uh, long scale in a 34 inch scale. Right. Also in gold top, but I, I got it in black with white binding. And he has this. Uh, he has a varitone pickup in the middle of the body that you can run at, um, I think, a hundred, two fifty, or five hundred whatevers. That essentially boosts the the output of the pickup. So it's a, a very woody sounding, right up to a quarter poundery sort of P bass sound. But that's quite a good one. Um, I. I have sold loads of those yeah. during my time working at GAC. It was always very popular. Um, but right now is the first time that I've ever Googled him and I didn't realise he played in Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really weird player. And also Hot Tuna. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really unusual player because he slings really low and he's um, he's quite a sort of sloppy, lazy player, which I really like, but it's, uh, it's just a weird bass choice for that sort of style. He, he apparently also... Mm, maybe he is uh he performed live on stage with Jimi hendrix in 1968 oh, cool. and he also played bass on the Jimi hendrix song voodoo child there you go how about that oh, i didn't know that no neither did i oh what a wonderful fact um but yeah that's good and what else do i have that other signature model by epiphone the um mm, the uh not not wood not the comedian the other one alan woody yeah that's right <laughs> The uh, the Alan yeah. Woody Rumble Catch. Do you remember those? You've got one of those. Yeah, of course. They're I didn't s- know that. Yeah, they're so. I mean, it's sat in a case for a long time. Yeah, but yeah, they're great. They're great. You know, gold hardware. Um, you know, a, a lovely sort of rich, vibrant Gibson through red. Uh, two mini humbuckers in the neck and middle position. What's not to like? I mean, that's Outrageous. cool. Yeah, outrageous. So there's that, and then. And then, goodness, I, I don't know. There's the Gibson ES-175. Yeah. Um, don't you have, you've got a Les Paul bass as well, don't you? Oh, yeah. There's a Gibson yeah. uh, ES-Les Paul bass. Is that what you played on the... Boss ad. Boss video. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I was trying to work out if it was that or something Yeah, else. I did actually take my Fender Mustang as well. but they didn't, Oh, yeah, it was in the background, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they didn't yeah. use any of the takes for that. But yeah, so the Fender Mustang. And Stonefield, of course. I've got the Stonefield and... Um, I have a 50s P bass, a 60s lacquer series jazz bass. Which you had finished in Sunburst. Sunburst. Oh, you're an idiot. Yeah, it was Fiesta Red. Yeah. I had it refinished in a two-tone Sunburst. Yeah. Which is the best colour. It's not the best colour. You could have had it re- you could have done it in any cool colour, well. but you decided to do a colour. I'm pretty sure that bass comes in two-tone Sunburst. Uh, it does, but it's they do it in a, in a poly finish, don't they? Because Fender cheap out on all their finishes so you it's know. not cheap now if you want to get a nitro lacquer you just got to pay a little bit more because oh. it's a premium premium uh 
premium finish. Yes, exactly. Well, I, they they unfortunately uh, uh, didn't do this base in that in that option. They have released it as a as a That's lacquer model. Yeah, I thought they've released a lacquer model. They actually just announced one today. In fact, oh, a, right. uh, a, a lacquer model, but in white. Um, oh yeah, I saw, I saw that. It looks really good. Yeah, they used to do it in black, but but yeah. So so many more bases, I guess, than guitars. But yeah, you know, I, I thought that was quite an impressive collection. I definitely haven't counted all all twenty five. I don't think I must be missing some. No, no, no. You're definitely missing some. But yeah, you know, yeah. at this point, we're just sort of you just showing off a bit. To be completely honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not all mine. A lot of it's guitar nerds related. Stuff, but of course, <laughs> there is that as well. Yeah. We're we're actually we're podcasting at mine today, and so we're we're in the room where I keep all the pedals. I've already uh, gone on a since Joe's moving and everything's going to be packed up. I have already gone on a bit of a uh, pilfering spree. So I am taking home the uh, Hudson Electronics Broadcast, which is a pedal that uh, I've obviously watched videos on and have um, heard other people play, but I've never had a chance to have a go on myself. And I know that the Katana's community is a big fan of the Hudson Electronics Broadcast. Very, very so good. I really want to have a go of it for myself. Um, and I picked up the uh, the uh, TC Electronic Third Dimension, which yeah. I'm going to borrow for a bit. Yeah. And I also picked up this um, Interfax Harmonic Percolator, which uh, I don't know, looks <laughs> looks really interesting. I, I, I used to have one, I think, but yeah. I haven't seen it I for 18 borrowed, months or so. Yeah, so maybe I'm, borrowed it for a week. Can see how that sounds? Two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it is a fantastic sounding pedal. Is that what you're taking? No, I'll probably take some more stuff. You, I was just going to definitely have a, have yeah. a rummage. Now, speaking of, uh, speaking of pedals, uh, we actually got sent uh, a few bits um, this week. Um, and uh, and and also I picked up a couple of other bits bits as well. So um, this week we had three bits, not necessarily new products, but still super cool products and uh, loads of fun for us to review. We got three new pedals from JHS, uh, JHS pedals. Uh, we got the the Bonsai, the Panther Cup, and the Unicorn. Um, the Bonsai is quite exciting. The Bonsai is a tube screamer. It's like thirteen tubes. Screamers. I thought it was eleven. But, okay, uh, it's it's a lot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's nine. Nine. Nine, okay. nine different tube screamers. Yeah. So is yeah. it? Are they labelled? Is it obvious to tell what's what? So can you see that one's a TS nine and one's a TS eight oh eight? OD one eight oh eight TS nine MSL TS ten XR TS seven Keeley and JHS. Okay. Um, which is pretty cool. That so that's great. I mean, if. <laughs> If you really like tube screamers, you could just get this this one, and then you've got and then you've got them all. <laughs> I wonder if it's called bonsai because bonsai trees. You know, the thing about bonsai trees is they just sort of live forever. I wonder if that's why. Uh, I don't know. I th- do you know? Um, uh, Mark Packham did a uh, a video recently where he talked about this pedal, and I think he might have spoken about the origin of the of the name, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But nonetheless, I love tube screamers. For for what it's worth, there have been a couple uh, for me recently that have really stood out. Uh, uh, tube screamer style pedals. One was again from Hudson Electronics, the Sidecar. Is that what that is? It's more is of a, a tube screamer. Tube screamer. Yeah. Is yes. it? Okay. Yeah. Um, which which I I love. I think it's incredibly um, v- versatile. Um, yeah, and and just really really rich and and tons of depth. And the other one is uh, Chirality Audio um, from oh, I th- I'm going to say Italy. I think they're from Italy. 
and they've they've made a, a Tube Screamer clone which has three modes which make it suitable for either guitar, bass, or keyboards, which I think was a, a really interesting way of doing it. And and of course, for for me, I I loved having a pedal that I that I could use and sound great on guitar and sound great on a yeah. bass. And I love Tube Screamers just because I like a light, transparent overdrive and and the fact that you know that that did that so well um, for any instrument was banging but I, th- I think the uh the pedal that i'm the the tube screamer style pedal that i still like the most is the the texas flood from cast engineering we oh, yeah. talked about cast for a little while Not for a while i don't know what what happened to them what they did they what did they do that we really like the casper delay the casper, the casper delay. was really nice because it had those uh the lights that yeah pulsated in time of the delay yeah which was really cool so that was really good and i just haven't looked to see if they've done anything recent it doesn't look like they have you know there's casper gypsy haze monk zito peace drive which i seem to remember talking about i thought we had three of the their pulse pedals, drive the texas oh, flood the pulse drive the texas flood and the casper yeah. those are the three i've yeah, got it doesn't here. look like they've done anything else since then mm. which is a, a shame because they were um they were cool. Well, Those, that Casper's great. It's, Casper's it, really cool. It yeah. was in with my sort of top top delay pedals. Yeah, I remember I I was putting it in my sort of top three things that we had along with the um, the Seymour Duncan Vapor Trails. I really like that pedal. Which I yeah, I really really like that as well. And um, I, I can't remember some some other probably the Canyon. Um, and the other two JHS ones we've got. Speaking of delays, uh, the Panther Cub. Which, Which is, is the new version of the Pink Panther, right? No, no, the Panther Cub is their analog oh, uh, delay. Okay. So, um, yes, this is their analog delay, which just like the um, just like the Pink Panther comes with a couple of uh, uh, recessed switches. Only this time, switching between, I believe, I think on the Pink Panther it was a digital and tape style switch and i think maybe there was a modulation one as well or was it just the one uh it just switches from digital to tape right so on the um on the panther cub they give you a speed and a modulation on and off which is fantastic oh okay so, so you can get that kind of um vapor trails and uh carbon copy sound yeah. yeah oh yeah but so much more intense than the carbon copy because of course it's great that the carbon copy has an on off for the modulation but you have no control of the speed and depth no of course of the modulation so you can uh, actually i'm not sure that's true i think there's a trim pot is there not oh there might be inside. a trim pot. i think there's something inside right so strong okay that's the song. I oh think. right, I see, I see. I, I, I thought you were losing your mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, so the the Panther Cup has those switches on the side, and then it has quite quite a detail yeah, six control fascia. So you've got time, volume, mix, ratio, feedback, and a master EQ for the entire pedal, as well as a a tap. Now, tap tempo on an analog delay is not super common. No, and it's really awesome because of course the way analog pedals work in in the way that they oscillate and and self-oscillate if you were to dime the feedback on this and then switch between tapping very quickly and tapping quite slowly on the panther cub you can get it to do all those sort of analog delay sort of sounds which which is fantastic like for me one of the reasons that i love the re20 so much is is that second that tap tempo that you can you can keep your foot on and then create that that yeah i mean i i love that uh i love that sound 
that's I, I use the RE20 quite a lot of band practice oh, yeah? in, when I'm you know playing in my uh, emo punk band uh, <laughs> and uh, I just annoy everybody by just turning on the oscillation during quiet bits or when we're just sort of not playing a song and just talking it's it's the best it's it's uh, it's the best bit I actually I recently rewired my pedal board and I put an RE20 into the MS3 chain because of my my biggest problem with the RE20 is if you ever get too crazy with the tails you can't do anything yeah, about it. Yeah, you totally. just have to sort of wait for it to slow down. But because I've put it in the loop, I can cut it at any time. Yeah, okay. Uh, and just lose those tails if I ever misstep. Yeah, that yeah. that is that can be a problem. Is functionally they're a bit uh, unwieldy, but so are RE two hundred ones. Yeah, which is you know kind of what they're trying to do. Exactly. Well, not what they're trying to do, what they are doing. And the last pedal we got from JHS is the Unicorn. Can you guess what the Unicorn is? Uh, well, I know what it is. Oh, yeah. So, so it's you, unicorn. It's a a a tune guitar to a corn, like corn. Yeah? Yes, yes, that's it. That's yeah? it. No, it's the U- unicorn univibe. Oh <laughs> yeah, which is genius. And uh, um, uh, again, uh, this is a univibe with a with a tap tempo, which I think is super cool. Um, I haven't actually plugged this one in yet. Are there any? It's a lovely baby blue. What other um, Univibes are out on the market then? And is there anything else that's got tap tempo? Um, I don't know. Other Univibes is the Dry Bell, the unfortunately named Dry Bell. Um, is that a Univibe? That, or would, is that, that a vibrato? That, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't happen if, with if they were a British company, would it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm not sure actually. I don't know what Univibes are available on the market. I think whenever there was used vibrato instead of Univibe, so uh dry bell Univibe uh does not have a tap. Uh viscous vibe does um, not have a the, tap. The the I tell you uh like the only ball uh the I'll tell you what you say that about the dry bell Oh but there's a favourite switch thing. Oh, is that just a favourite switch? I uh, wonder if you can I use it as a tap. I don't know. No, maybe not. F1L. I don't know. I guess it could be anything, really. Yeah. It probably depends. This. So, uh, Drybell do a little accompanying pedal similar to the Strymon favorite switch. Yeah. That's what that's called, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Um, very similar to that. It's just a small uh, square, very small. It's probably, it's probably what, like an inch and a half, uh, two inches um, square. Uh, with just an output and a uh, and a, a single switch on there, so what you what this does probably depends on what pedal you plug it into. So if you plug yeah. it into a uh, into a delay, it probably does you know tap. And if you, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just talking. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, um, yeah, that uh, that was so. Those were all the JHS pedals. So I'm really excited to try the Panther the Panther Cub out some more because I I had a mess around with it earlier. And it's a super cool, really warm-sounding analog delay. I couldn't get it to freak out. Like, you know how you can get a carbon copy to completely lose its mind? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get it to do that. It was like it had something gating it when it oh, got to the point. Okay. So uh, so I'm going to have a mess around with that and see if I can break it a bit. Uh, but that was pretty cool. And the other thing, I picked up something else this week, um, which I love. And I know this has been out a while. I know we've spoken about it loads, but... I've always spoken about it from a sort of outside uh, perspective. The Game Changer Plus Pedal. Yeah. It's, 
it's um, yeah, uh, it's fantastic. It really is um, so such an interesting concept. Uh, but I'm also quite surprised that nobody's done it before. So I'm sure most people listening to this will know what the Game Changer uh, Plus pedal is. It's the pedal that looks like a um, the, 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 the pedal that you'd have on a piano. Uh, and it very much has the action of some of a pedal that you'd have on a piano. A sust- they're sustain pedals on, on yeah. pianos, aren't they? Um, it, it very much has that kind of action. Um, and what it will, what it does is when you're playing and you push down on the pedal, it will... Um, capture a uh, a moment of what you're playing, similar to the electroharmonics freeze, but the electroharmonics freeze just kind of captures the 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 overall uh, sound. Well, you either turn it on or off, don't you? The freeze is either you're either capturing that point or you're not capturing. But, but anything. also it, the bit that it and it's I think it's it's difficult for me to explain because I don't really understand it. But the bit that it's capturing is is more like an artifact. Yeah, it's it's or a uh, or a, a, an octave or a, it's not an octave, sorry, or a. Um, it's like a harmonic. A harmonic is probably the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yes. Whereas what the uh, plus pedal does is it really captures a sort of a moment in time. Yeah. And you hold it, and it, you can play a chord, and you will just get. I, I, it's very polyphonic and it's very musical. Yeah, I find with the freeze, um, you very much get the start and the stop of the artifact, the the, the harmonic that yeah. it captures as well. So when you sample up a freeze, you, you can kind of hear that. Da, 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 in, in in that note that it captures yeah. whereas um with the plus pedal it's very organic certainly the 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 start and the tail of that note it captures it blends very well into itself yeah. so you get just a smooth clear note and because it has um that that foot pedal that's controlling the volume that you're bringing that that held part in and out of you can you can swirl it in underneath what you're playing, which is which is lovely. Yeah, and and the fact that you can turn off the direct signal and just work on the swell, so you can use it almost as a almost kind of like a volume pedal, like a harmonics volume pedal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which which is amazing. Another thing that I I absolutely love about it is the fact that it's it's got an effects loop. So yeah. just being able to put something else in there, you know, imagine just putting, for example, uh, the um, uh, new neighbor immerse yeah just in the uh, effects loop i bet you just get such an incredible um harmonic shimmering absolutely uh, ethereal sound out absolutely of it. and even if you, if you want to sort of modulate that sound as well something like the the boss dimension <laughs> chorus something like that just coming in and out yeah yeah a totally cool pedal i've had tons of fun it fun with it they are a chunk of money they are a lot of money yeah and they're they're a bit of an unwieldy size for a pedal board yeah i mean i i kind of feel as though you can because of what it does it needs to be the size it is so you can give them the fact that it's not very pedal board friendly yeah um and also i i think the other thing that you need to bear in mind is if you're using this pedal it's probably quite intricate to your sound I think yeah. that a lot of people would build and base their uh, their whole guitar playing around Absolutely. around a pedal like this. I, I really think it's a it's a it's a focal point. I think it's one of those things that you could certainly do an entire set with. Certainly, yeah. I was uh, I was sat down with it running my custom shop Gibson ES one seven five into oh, mate, no the tweed <laughs> into the tweed blues junior with just the game changer plus pedal, and I was like, this is. Yeah, and also it's not just good for guitar. I I remember the first 
demo. I think it was the first demo I saw of it was... Was this at NAMM? At, uh, was it 2016? I Yeah, well, I mean, I, only, I didn't go... Uh, 2016 or was it... No, what year are we in now? 2018. So we went in 2018. So I think it maybe came out at NAMM 2017, I think. That would make sense because then they had the the um their pulse drive the uh electronically no the, i think that uh, came pulse. afterwards yeah that that came out this year that came out this they, year they yeah, were yeah. pioneering that this year because yes. they were all dressed up in their men in black suits right okay and they had a briefcase that had the pulse oh yeah pedal okay in it. but it, i think the first demo i saw of it was someone playing a trumpet through it and uh it sounded unbelievable because isn't that right isn't the first year that they um they were hosting these pedals, weren't they? Downstairs, weren't in, they? And they were in. They were in a weird area, and they. I think because they're from. Uh, I can't remember where they're from. I'm just having a look to see if it says where they're from. But Eastern they, Europe. Yeah, I think I, I can't remember. I can't remember where it is that they're from. Um, but they at the time that was the only product that they had, so they were there basically just with their mate. I think. Yeah. They they just. I their mean, mate had a stand, and they went, "Okay, come on then, you come along." They, they certainly in 2018 Winternam, they had a pretty decent sized stand, yeah, in a really good area, and at least six staff, yeah, at all and time. and same at Summernam as well. Actually, they had, uh, they had uh, their own stand, and they just had those that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That pedal, the uh, the plasma and the rack version oh, of the yeah. plasma as yeah. well. Um, so, yeah. I thought that was great. I was over there when uh, Jamie Stillman from Earthquake Devices had come over to, he'd heard about the plasma pedal and, and came over to check it out. And I just think as a, you know, as I know that Latvia, they're Latvia. from Latvia. I know that Game Changer have taken off, but they're still like a small effects pedal brand with two pedals under their name. And when you've got Jamie Stillman from, you know, 
coming over to check to, out the competition. Yeah, exactly. I think that's you know you've made it when uh, if if Jamie Stillman's coming over to check out your pedals. I just think of that scene in The Simpsons where Bill Gates goes to buy out Homer's internet company, and uh, what he actually does is he just goes and beats him up. Uh, so that's why I imagine Jamie Stillman was doing is yeah. he was going to buy them out. <laughs> Speaking of Bill Gates, uh, this this week at work we ran a uh, we ran a competition to name a new billionaire pedal. You know the Dan Electro billionaire pedals. Yeah. They've got like the. Um, <laughs> so they're giving you the rights to name that? No, 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 they're not. No, oh, I was okay, we, right. I was just like uh, you know it was like name one and I'll I'll give away a free Dan Electro. <laughs> right, okay, and right. I, okay. I, I photoshopped up like what the winning one would look like. But you know they have like the big spender spinning yep. speaker yep. and the. Filthy rich, yes, tremolo or whatever it is. So uh, I, I let people choose the name of the the one that I chose to win was the Bill's Gate. Bill's Gate, <laughs> the Bill's Gate noise gate. Yeah. It, it had to be a money themed pedal. Yeah. That's so good. That's really that's really smart. Bill's Gate, really smart. Love it. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, there's been one other thing that was sort of released last week. Did we speak about this? No, we didn't. No. So, so um, everyone's favorite battery powered amp. Uh, that's not the. Katana Mini. Or the uh, Fender Passport. No, I'm kidding. Uh, do you have one? The Passport Mini is battery-powered, yeah. Oh, it's more of a PA I, than I a... I thought the Passport was a PA, yeah. Um, the Blackstar Fly 3, uh, which, you know, uh, is, is pretty cool. The cool thing about the Blackstar Fly 3 is that you can get an extension cab for it. Um, the not-so-cool thing about it is that they still haven't introduced Bluetooth onto it. Well, they have, but they have a whole separate one. That's yeah, Bluetooth. they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- the thing about the Fly 3 is it really can't be underestimated just how much of a a turning point that was for mini practice amps. Yeah. Um, I remember when uh, Drew from Blackstar, who's the UK sales manager, I guess. Not anymore. Okay. Oh, okay. When... Who does he work for now? I can't remember. Mm, I think he's... No, no. He's, he's, uh, he's moved to... I mean... Somewhere else, I yeah. can't remember. Um, when anyway, when the when they came in to demo it, I looked at it and I thought, I don't care about this. This is a mini amp. This is going to be. It's going to yeah. sound bad, and I don't care. Um, and he plugged it in, and it sounded fantastic, and I yeah. did care. Um, and yeah, when they, yeah, I so what they've released now is a paisley pink paisley version. Um, which looks really cool f- from afar, <laughs> and then when you get close, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a it's, little yeah. No, it's 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 very very cool. It's, it is very the paisley cool. is really stretched <laughs> in some places, but yeah. it's still super cool. They have released a blue flower. Oh, which, have they as well? As well, but I don't think it's blue flower. I think it's blue paisley. Right. As okay. Well, yeah. But, uh, they probably didn't quite have the rights to blue flower, but uh, but yes, the pink paisley being universal enough uh, for them to get away with it. There is a. I, I just wish they'd change the grill because the grill's still black. Yeah, I quite it's like it. It's still like a modern black grill, but then with a, everything else being paisley. But it's very cool. Yeah, I, mean, I, I quite like it. I think, I it's, say, I think it's quite fun. Look, if you want something for home, you know, it's got headphones out. They, It looks cool. We know that they sound good, obviously, yeah. if you're going to... The delay's to... really good on it as well. The delay's really good, especially when you've got the two plugged in together. They do right. this weird kind of 3D sound where you can't really tell where the delay is coming from it's really interesting i think if i was gonna if you just want something for home use and you're only ever gonna plug a guitar into it like i I can't sort of emphasize that enough these these little battery powered amps are terrible at taking anything you know additionally into them any effects or anything oh right i didn't know you know if if you just want something to mess around on a guitar 
I still think this is a great light. Don't get me wrong. I love the Katana Mini. The Katana Mini is absolutely banging. Yeah. It's still £100. Yeah. And I think £100 is like at a price point where I'm like, um, I'm not so sure this is the price that I want to pay for a battery amp. So at £100, I'm kind of like, can't I pay £40 more and get like a a, a Fender Mustang GT? Yeah. And and it's it's sort of, well, of course, of course you would go for a, a Mustang GT. I mean, to be fair, I think you should go for a Mustang, the the, the Mustang GT forty anyway. For all, so for if if you want a home use amp, I don't think there's anything that sounds as good that's as versatile as that that's ever been made. Like that's an ultimate solution, and for the price, it's it's bonkers. But if what you specifically need is a battery powered amp and something small, yeah, well, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess if it's specifically you want something battery powered, yeah, yeah, and and something you know that you can get in hand luggage, yeah, I I think for forty pounds for for a Paisley Black Star Flight, I mean, is that what they are? Cool. Forty quid, forty quid, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, they might be more, good. maybe they're yeah, fifty, yeah. but you know, they're it's it's still around that, and yeah, it's a crazy cool, it's a crazy cool amplifier. Anyway, that was everything that we had sent to us this week. We should uh, should we dive headfirst into some questions. <laughs> Questions. So, on the questions, so uh, on the Facebook group this week, um, I put out some lovely pictures of uh, of Jay Cross. Yeah, thanks for that. I, you found maybe the worst pictures of me that possibly have, I've ever seen. I just peeped the the ones in particular, and perhaps I uh, bring it on myself because those pictures in particular that you put up were from the time that uh, actually the second time, not the first time, nor the third time I should hasten to add the second time that I took part in a eating competition. Um, and so <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I was looking a little bit bloated. Hadn't, uh, at the time, hadn't, hadn't you just, consumed a hot dog in a doner kebab yes yes that's yeah. correct yeah um and i had done it uh faster than anybody else <laughs> <laughs> so so Do you remember I, what your winning time was uh no i don't remember what oh. my winning time was no i don't think it's timed like that uh but yeah so i uh you know I, and then um, i won it the year after as well, well that's that's impressive. i haven't had my trophy back yet actually i can't remember i i won a, a speed related eating competition at the druid's arms a, a, f- a few years ago was it who could eat whilst on speed <laughs> yes. is, that, is, is that what it was <laughs> i always eat on speed <laughs> no there were there were three rounds there was spice uh quantity and speed oh no i remember you we i remember you submit, talking about this we had yeah, to yeah. submit a team and, and gok submitted a team you have a team of three so one person yeah. for each round and i had the speed round and i won the speed round i was the only person to win we actually came last in both of the other two rounds yeah but, yeah yeah i remember but i won the speed round i can't remember exactly i think what it was it that you had to eat i think yeah. i consumed four i think it was four it might have been no it must be four foot long is it four i think it was four foot long sausage rolls <laughs> in two minutes i think <laughs> it was that I think it, that did sounds you, that sounds like it couldn't be done. But did I think you I did facilitate the Kobayashi method? What was that? I just uh, opened my throat. To be fair, when they were announcing me as the winner, I was literally choking. I was just trying to keep it in. Um, the uh, is it Kobayashi? I'm sure it's Kobayashi. Uh, yes, the Kobayashi method um, is um, when you take the. Uh, I suppose if it's a sausage roll, then it was different. But um, basically, Kobayashi was this uh this guy who completely blew apart the hot dog eating world um when he started to 
work out on a like a macro level how to eat a hot dog quicker than anyone else as opposed to just taking a hot dog and shoving it in your mouth so (laughs) the the kobayashi method is you take the uh sausage out of the hot dog right you out of the you know out of the bun you break the sausage in two right and then you you know guzzle that down yeah yeah and then you do the bread and then you take the bread tear the bread in half you dip you submerge the bread in water right and then you eat that and then you do it with the other part as well and it's um absolutely disgusting because you're just eating wet bread but he worked out that the the main reason that people start to lag in hot dog eating competitions is because they get really they can't take on enough water uh so yeah he you you weren't allowed to doubled he doubled the record when he took it was i can't i think it was and i don't know why i know this but i think it was the uh coney island hot dog eating competition (laughs) i'm sure that's where it was and if i remember correctly the uh the record stood at 25 and i think he did 51 right. and he like blew apart the world record that, that's impressive that's impressive in this competition we weren't allowed to drink any fluids whilst we were eating and actually the fellow next to me got disqualified because he broke up the sausage roll oh okay so that wouldn't have been yeah so, okay yeah so they uh yeah you had to just consume um but anyway moving on to the uh the the questions as, as announced some some time ago um hank spaddock uh, says, have you uh, have you got any opinions on power supplies uh, for boards? That is, is it reasonable to charge four or five times the price of effectively the same product? I understand you can uh, make this argument with guitars, but um, you're far more aware of the quality of parts and craftsmanship on a guitar, uh, as well as an amp or pedals compared to a power supply. Um, it's very cheap and easy these days to build something that can provide a solid 9 volt um, with enough current for a regular board. Do Strymon use DSP in their power supplies? You know, sort of what what is the justified reason for for people charging so much? Yeah, I think it's an interesting question, and I think the the I'm going to tackle the last point first, which is you could easily make something that would. Uh, that would offer the power that you need. It's like, well, yeah, of course, but you could also build a guitar if you wanted to, but I've got no interest in doing that. Yeah. Uh, and if I did, it would be bad. Um, and it, that's so that I think is is one thing. Moving on to the, the bigger point of, is it reasonable? I, I mean, I don't see why not. People can sort of charge whatever they want and you choose whether you want to buy it or not. I think that, there have been uh, an increased number of companies who are bringing out very cheap power supplies. We t- were talking before the podcast about the Donner kebab. Donner kebab, yeah, yeah. I, I've, did I ever tell you about the time that I won a Donner kebab eating contest? You, yes, oh, I okay. think. Did I? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll tell you about it some other time. Um, about the company Donner, who make really cheap stuff. Um, we this podcast does not endorse their products in any way, shape, or form. Well, I, I just, I mean, I've never used any of the Donner stuff. I've, I've seen it really cheap on Amazon, and I've seen people using it on their, on their boards and stuff. I would always be really wary of a cheap power supply. I mean, I've got, I've got nothing to go by on the, on the Donner stuff, so I'm not talking about them in particular. But I'd always be really wary about a cheap power supply because the thing is, is that yes, you can buy some something cheap but also you've got to bear in mind that the power supply is connected to your entire board and if there's something that goes wrong with your power supply you could end up frying 
everything. Yeah, now, absolutely. Now, yes, that's kind of a uh, sensationalist thing to worry about. And I, I, in general, I don't think you need to worry about that. But I do think that there is certainly an argument for at least spending a sort of decent level uh, on, on getting something that you know will be will be will be okay the other thing that you've got to bear in mind is of course um isolation now where now this is important to explain because this this is is where people get confused when when people are saying there's a you know a cheap power supply and an expensive power supply with the same amount of banks Mm -hmm. i think potentially people aren't understanding the concept of isolated power so i also am uh not completely on it with isolation but the way that i understand it is that um each rather than all the pedals rather than all the uh the outputs being chained together yeah running off of a a master uh, amount of milliamps yeah they all uh, have have, their independently allocated right yeah okay fine that's that's what i thought okay so the way that that works is that you you know that everything is gonna have its own current draw and therefore it also won't shouldn't be affected by whatever else is being plugged into it therefore if you've got a particularly noisy pedal like a, a a noisy delay or um or fuzzes can RE20s are uh, exceptionally noisy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that can carry on through to other pedals. Uh, so having an isolated power supply will mitigate that to a certain degree. Absolutely. Um, also, the other thing that you've got to bear in mind is some of the cheaper power supplies won't uh, won't offer enough power for um, some really high uh, current and high uh, processing uh, pedals such as the Strymon pedals, and I think you'll find price almost you know pound for pound goes up with milliampage offered. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, the uh, f- for example, the timeline I think requires something like maybe four hundred and fifty like was that. what I have in my head right. four four fifty something like that. Um, and so you need to have a power supply that's going to be able to do that, and just lots lots of power supplies won't. I mean the um, the uh, the the classic power supply that we always used to sell behind the till at work was the Boss PSA 230. It was called the PSA 230 because it had 230 milliamps in it, so it it wouldn't have powered a uh, it wouldn't have powered a timeline. You needed Absolutely. to get something more powerful than that. So so yes, I think that there are. Uh, there are some you do sometimes see these things, and it's just like this is a this is a lot of money. But when you're talking about the the top end stuff like the um, the Zuma and yeah. the Ojai, a high. Ojai. Ojai. Um Simpson. You know they they've got some they've got some serious serious power in there, and Absolutely. they're they're also super super hardy. And that's the other thing that you've got to bear in mind is that the nowadays if you're going to be carting these things around, I mean you know someone like you Joe, you you've, you're going to be carting them around. You've got a risk that they they they're not going to be waterproof, but you want them to be at least kind of. You know, yeah. to withstand you dropping a beer on them. Yeah, or, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I think that there's a lot of factors in there, and I agree. I, I do think that sometimes these things can get a little bit out of control. Potentially, I, I, I have always seen as much of a direct correlation between quality and and price as there are on any other piece of equipment, and and I'm fine for companies to charge me more for better quality stuff i mean one of the other one of the other things that i think is relevant with power supplies more and more as as pedal boards are getting bigger is weight yeah the voodoo labs make fantastic power supplies but they're very old school and they weigh they a do ton. weigh a ton and yeah, i, I yeah. recently changed over onto the uh the mxr 
Isobrick, the new one. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I've always been a huge fan of the Isobrick. It's I, so lightweight that I can Velcro it to the underside of my board. I don't need to screw bolt it, in. it like yeah, you do exactly. with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've always been a huge fan of the MXR one. I think that's a that's a really good uh, mid-level power supply for yeah. for most people. And there's I, loads. I don't think you could run the uh, Strifecta. Um, <laughs> so you know, all three of the the big Strymon pedals right. off of it. Possibly, possibly not. I think it has two 500 milliamp nine volt outputs, a couple of 18s, a 15, and a load of nines, varying yeah. between 100, 250, and 300. Yeah, but, I, but I, a good range, a good range of stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I I've got nothing bad to say about the Isobrick. I think it's I think it's a really really good power supply. Absolutely, and and for the prices, I think it costs the same as a Voodoo Labs uh, Pedal Power Two, which is what I was running previously. Um, oh and, really? I thought they were cheaper than that. Uh, no, I'm, I, th- I think they're around the same. But the pedal power, uh, the pedal power two was incapable of powering my MS3 as well as all the pedals on my board. Whereas this oh, one, really? yeah, this one's now running everything, um, which is really impressive, including the Petty John Petty Drive two, which runs at eighteen. Oh, okay, yeah. So the Voodoo Labs uh, Pedal Power two plus is a hundred and seventy nine quid. And the Isobrick is 140 quid. Yeah, yeah. So it's and cheaper, the Isobrick yeah. is lighter weight. Oh, actually, that might, be the, uh, might not be the new one. Just oh, really? No, there's the Isobrick and uh, what's the other one? The DC Brick. No, because there's a new version of the Isobrick. We talked about it fairly recently. I right. can't remember what's different about it. Huh. But, um, yeah, I I've, I think that's a great power supply. I think it's... Uh, I've always been a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, this, and, and this is actually only... Uh, it's only, only got... Sorry to interrupt. No, no, okay. It does... Uh, no, it's out of focus. I can't see. It, maybe it does have more than... Sorry, you go ahead. Well, the, this, is, this is only a, a little thing, but um, uh, it also has a very, very bright blue LED light on the uh, on the Isobrick. So when I've got it... Um, when I've got it velcroed underneath my board, it illuminates the entire underside oh, of the board cool. in blue, and it just—I was like, "Oh, yeah. that looks like I looks really cool. Like I've spent time on this." <laughs> <laughs> um, it has got two uh, 450 mil, uh, so two 450 milliamp um, outputs on it, so See, it would do bad. two of the Strymon pedals. I, d- I don't know how much the Donna equivalent is, but I promise you, if you if you're running any pedals that you care about. It is worth. Do you know there's a there's a full tone. It's got sag a, on there as well. I hadn't realised yeah, on a couple of them. Two two of the oh, inputs yeah, yeah, have it does, sag. Yeah, two sags. Um, there, there's a there's a, a sort of an email that does the rounds every now and again from Full Tone, mm-hmm. um, from a fella who emailed Full Tone about uh, I think it was an OCD. I can't remember, but I think it was him. Uh, he'd managed to somehow get or i don't know actually if because i think some people had said no the owner replied it did just go to an info box the guy wasn't trying to get hold of the owner but for whatever reason this fella's emailed the the owner of full tone and um and uh about an ocd running noisily and he's explained his setup which includes a donna power supply and essentially uh, mr fuller has uh, emailed him back oh yeah having a right pop at him for for running a quality uh full tone pedal through a uh, uh a donna power supply and obviously this is done the rounds a bit because it's it's not very customer service friendly for uh for full tone to have such a massive go at a fellow yeah, who's sort of bought into their products and i do I completely understand that he was out of line, but as someone who works in guitar shops, it it 
it annoys me every day when people sort of complain about stuff when they're actually running it through subpar equipment. I don't yeah. just mean for power supplies. That goes Cables across, and stuff. It and, goes across yeah. the board when people return stuff because they say that it's got fret buzz and it's just because they can't hold a G chord properly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that that sort of gets into a whole other area of, uh, yes, yes, of, of, course, of yeah. discussion. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the secret life of the, uh, the guitar shop employee. <laughs> um, we don't want everyone thinking that we're, uh, you know, just like all those fellas on YouTube that just uh, talk about how much they hate working in a guitar shop because the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. But that said, there are a lot of negatives. <laughs> yes, yes, unfortunately. So, um, uh, uh, moving on on uh, on the questions, uh, Tim uh, Tim Natrajan. Uh, that's definitely not how he pronounced his name. Has asked if you had to have just one guitar and one amp, one amp and nothing else uh, apart from a lead. And one pedal, what would you have and why? Oh, okay. Good question. Um, I would probably say, um, I assume money's no object here. He hasn't suggested that money would be. Okay. Uh, in that case, I would say uh, a custom shop, 52 telly. Uh-huh. With... Uh, Four-way selector switch. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> no. There's no way you would use a four-way <laughs> no. selector switch. Um, a uh, custom shop telly. Uh, and I think probably, um, I have to say, the amp that I've got at the moment, I really, really like. And that is a uh, Fender Princeton with a 12-inch speaker. Yeah. I just, honestly, there's something about having that, having that, uh, those extra couple inches, they uh, they really it really does make a difference on that amp, and it just r- really fills it out and just makes it more well rounded, and it's just absolutely fantastic. So I would say those, and then what is the one pedal I would have? I guess my heart is saying, of course I would have the uh, Boss RE twenty, the single greatest effects pedal of all time, uh, but then my head is saying. Am I am I com- am I confident in my ability to keep this guitar in tune? Uh, do I need a TU three? <laughs> but no, I think I would. I think I would probably go RE twenty, and then Princeton and uh, and Telly. I think that is an excellent uh, an excellent choice. I you've think. got so obviously you've got to go with the bass. Uh, I was going to go with the guitar. No, I know. You, you imagine guitar going with a you're <laughs> stranded on a desert <laughs> island and you're there with your Ampeg SVT and 8x12. Oh, no, I broke a valve. Um, so guitar-wise, I will also go custom shop, but not with Fender. Um, I'd go for a Gibson ES275 Okay. Uh, with P90s. Um, I've got a real soft spot for those. We've got a few of them in at the moment, and they sound absolutely fantastic. Just um, just not being quite as deep as a 175, sort of straddling somewhere in between that sort of 330 and the 175 body shape, I think is just fantastic. And they, they sound great and look great and are really, really playable and really resonant acoustically. Um, I, I love everything about them. Amp-wise, unusually, I'm going to go for a Vox AC4. Um, AC4? AC4. I okay. really like the AC4. I know they can only do one thing, but I think they do that one thing really well. And they really hand-wired AC4. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they did a limited edition hand-wired, I think, blue recently because they've okay. had a couple of different looking versions of the AC4. And I really like uh, I really like the ones that have a kind of a carpeted 
um, an almost carpet look cloth mesh rather mm-hmm. than the traditional Vox mesh. Um, I think those ones look fantastic. Very, very TV-esque. So I, I completely, completely love those. They're very, very good. Um, speaking of, sorry to um, completely take the limelight away from you there, but um, speaking of Vox amps, uh, last Thursday, I went to see... I went to a show. I went to see this band, Dark Thoughts, from Philadelphia, right. who are just kind of a um, Ramonesy, fast punk band. Um, and uh, who, weirdly, I found out afterwards, um, the singer of that band moved into my girlfriend's house after she moved out. Uh, oh, how is, random! Yeah, and th- like she didn't like she didn't know. Yeah, really, really weird, really weird. I found out about that. Um, yeah, after the show. So, um, but that completely aside, um, this other band play called Ancient Shapes, who are a band I'd not heard of before, um, but they are, I'm just trying to find the fella's name. Uh, they're fronted by this guy. They're a Canadian band um, and they're fronted by a guy called Daniel Romano, who uh, apparently is, uh, and I apologise to all our Canadian listeners here. I'm probably... Um, sounding completely ignorant here, but he is apparently quite a uh, prolific uh, songwriter. Uh, and I think he's kind of a folk guy, uh, country artist. Um, but yeah, he uh, he started this band, Ancient Shapes, and he had a bit of a, a, he had a bit of a who's who in in sort of Canadian punk musicians backing him. And they were supposed to be playing in Lewis, but the uh, the show was cancelled, so they just jumped on this show in Brighton. And uh, they had the the drummer from this band, Career Suicide, who are this amazing uh, hardcore band, and he was he was just one of the best drummers I've ever seen. Uh, absolutely incredible, so fast, so tight. Um, but the their setup was unbelievable. So they had two guitar players, both playing Telecasters, right. and both those Telecasters were going into Vox AC30s. Right. One was a, a standard one, and one was a hand-wired. Oh, I, I love this already. The bass player was playing a uh, 4003, I think, Yeah. Uh, going into a uh, 70s basement. Oh, everything it was perfect. Honestly, mate. That's honestly, the best setup uh, ever. They were, the, the drummer was unbelievable. Like, the drummer was unbelievable absolutely unbelievable but the guitars sounded so good it was in the county club which is <laughs> this um it's a it's a, a cooperative run uh social center in brighton i mean um, it's a squat it's not a squat no they own the building um but it's so it's run by volunteers and um uh, because of that the uh, it never sounds the best because it's you know the the sound is done by someone who's a volunteer and the equipment is looked after by volunteers and therefore stuff always gets nicked uh, not by the volunteers and I'm sure it's not on purpose just stuff goes missing so they only have one microphone um, <laughs> but uh, yeah it's it the whole thing sounded unbelievable but, but yeah but tellys into uh, that AC into that eighty thirty sounded amazing amazing wonderful well I was gonna my um we've got a wrap up soon but yeah the the pedal I would go with if i'm going to have an ac4 i'm going to have this custom shop gibson is 275 i'm going to go for a t-rex replicator oh okay very cool yeah very cool i've been thinking about getting one mate i was really thinking about it at the time and um they're 700 pounds yeah which seems to be a lot cheaper than they were when they first came out i think maybe they have gone down in price i know that there have been two in stock at gak since they came out right okay so 
um they've sort of stuck at that price but i was thinking i've got enough stuff that i could definitely get one the only thing is do you want to get the replicator before the echo rec comes out this is the thing and i mean who knows where who knows how long this is going to be just looking on the t-rex website the last update was in april of this year um so that you know there's been no update on it yet but the um so to people who don't know t-rex i don't really know the backstory i can't remember but i think they bought the rights to the name echo wreck to binson echo wreck uh and i think they also have some of like the original wiring diagrams or something I, i'm not sure i need to read back into it but they uh at nam 20 i think it was summer nam 2017 they brought along the prototype for their new binson echo wreck which was very much uh along the lines of the uh, t-rex replicator but um in you know in green obviously and uh and just with the uh with the sort of look and vibe of the of the echo wreck and they've been they've, they keep sort of like teasing it and uh it looks unbelievable it looks unbelievable and i bet it's going to sound incredible so yep. that, that's my only thought is uh and i appreciate that you know the time is running out for you to jump on this ship to take you to your uh castaway point where you yep. can only play guitar by yourself forever um but that's that's something that i would have in mind is if, if you're going to get a replicator do you want to wait for the echo right oh. or you could be waiting forever that's the only this other thing it. that's the problem well we'll see i'll give it some more thought well that is it for us here on the regular episode of the guitar nerds podcast but we will be continuing over on the patreon episode where uh this week we're going to be having a look at a few things that you mentioned on the facebook forum we're going to be talking about our top five most versatile guitars the best combo amplifiers of all time and the most fun effects pedals uh you can have uh if you head on over to the uh, patreon version of the podcast for one dollar a month you get the regular episode ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you an extra half an hour every week, plus access to bonus features and mini-series, such as Branson's Rant on $10 a month makes you one of our executive backers, granting you access to everything already mentioned, plus the prestigious honour of having your name read out in one breath by me. So I did a bit of housekeeping this week, and uh, I feel like there may be some apologies Owed. Had I missed some people? I don't think I don't think you necessarily had. Mi- well, yes, uh, is is the short answer to that question. But I think some names had just slipped through the net from when we started doing this uh, for our ten dollar patrons. So if you are one of the people who uh, whose name we haven't been reading out, I do apologise if we have missed anybody else out. Despite my meticulous housekeeping this week, please do get in touch and let us know. Um, there's also some names who we've been reading out who have not been paying the money, so we uh, have not only um, scrubbed their names from this, but also from our memories. And Joe has gone back and uh, edited. Well, we, we've got their ev- addresses as well. So well, I've, absolutely. But I've sent them excretion in the post, and he he is uh, he's gone back and he's edited out any erroneously read out names yeah uh, you have done that right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay good 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 uh i'm gonna check tonight so good. You make sure it's okay yeah okay fine. uh are you ready yeah i'm ready 
Adrian Day, Ethan Jebediah Bartier, Ken Sayer, Matthew King, Stephen Conrady, Golden G, Richard III, Marion Peters, Sean Arbor, Christopher Wolfman Jefferson, Robert Jessens, Rob Cruz, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Everton, Ernie Cooper, Nate Nagel, Ross Edwards, Christopher Roxas, Robbie Carter Grant, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Henry James Baker, Ryan McDermott, Juan Correa, Blake Wyland, Aaron Sarmenty, Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christoph Lozas, Robin Smith, Hans Arms, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Rob Nordwick, Steve Merkel, Mark Cross, Carlos Matter, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Blair Toms, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Mil- Mil- Derek, Bill Thompson, Colin Anderson! See, I think we lost a couple and gained a couple. And I, I took some time on Hans Ams because it's did. the first time we've read him out and he's one of our faves. He is, yeah. Here's the best pedal board. Yeah, absolutely. And set up. Yeah. Um, the, the neatest setup of oh, all time. It's fantastic. It if looks, we it look like at something this room, out of a the, IKEA catalogue. Yeah. This room that we're podcasting in is just mess. It's just cables and pedals and, and synths bags and boxes. Yeah, it's just rubbish. There's just rubbish and everywhere. You. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. It's just a. Just a head rush, just in the yeah. corner. Oh yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, I quite like that head rush. There's a there's a helix somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. There's a he, HX effects down there. There's about five pedal boards, but it's a mess anyway. You know, whereas Hans Ams, that man's neat, extremely neat. neat. Anyway, that is uh, that is it from us on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, you can right. yeah. but it's a bit burpy no, tonight. Saying, you? These these beers are little, really little gassy. Bit, little bit of windy pops. Really, really gassy. Do you need me to gassy throw you over my shoulder? Yeah, if you could, that would be great. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at GuitarNerds or on YouTube at GuitarNerds videos. You can even visit our website, GuitarNerds.net, where all of our various channels are displayed in all of their glory. And you can even purchase GuitarNerds merchandise and become a true member of the club. And that's it from us for this week. We'll catch you next time for some more guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.